0: Well, hello and welcome. Uh, this is uh, episode number three of the Giblets Gazette. My name's Ross Solly. With me, Julian Abbott. Julian? Uh, they lean? said it wouldn't last. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And now who's laughing? Now who's chort- now who's chortling on the other side of their chops? Now, um, Julian, I'm a bit concerned about, uh, I heard in your news re- one of your most recent news bulletins, concerned about Nick Kyrgios uh, and his knee. Uh, I'm a little bit worried here that we might be getting to the stage where we're going to have to send out a nationwide search, I think, for a replacement knee for the Curios boy because this one's obviously not going to get any better, is it?
1: No. Well, it's his left knee, so we're we're looking for a left knee. If you've got a good left knee, uh, do contact us here at the the Gazette and we'll pass that knee on to Nick. Um, But what's happened is he's pulled out of the French Open um, one of his favorite tournaments, he says, with Jest. Um, in fact, he quoted after the last time he played it, which was in 2017, that I'm never coming back here. I hate the French Open. Um, I might, might have verbaled him a little bit there, but it was along those lines. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't been back since, true to his word. Um, and his, his least favorite surface is clay. He doesn't like the clay either. Um, so, uh, it's his knee that's kept him out of the French Open, which starts on Sunday. It's the only Grand Slam that starts on a Sunday. I don't really know mm-hmm. why the French do that, um, but anyway, um, they so do. He, is he played? He hasn't played at all this year, has he? Because no. Well, he played the only the only match he's played this year was that exhibition match against Novak Djokovic on the Friday night at the Australian Open, um, which was organised hastily, and um, they both went out there and they had a bit of eat and giggle. And that's the only match he's played. So the the last tournament that he was at and he pulled out of that was a um, um ATP five hundred event in Japan last October. God. And then he pulled uh, he hasn't played a competitive tour level game since since that period of time then. Right. So, you know, he was going to be in the Hotman Cup for Australia here. Oh no, the new ATP Cup, it's that's what it's called, not the Hotman Cup. That's in Europe now. Yep. And uh, he was going to play in the ATP Cup. And uh, he pulled out of that, um, citing a knee problem, and then he managed to get himself together uh, for the Djokovic clash on the Friday night, which was a charity fundraiser as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, good on him for lifting for that. And then it was post-match from that that he said, I just can't compete. So, you know, there was a lot to play for him, for him at the Australian Open because he and Tanasi Kokonakis reigning doubles champions. So they didn't get to defend their title yeah. at the Australian Open this year. And then since then he had surgery in late January on the, on the dodgy knee. And it's been a long road of recovery since then. So he had penciled in a, a an exhibition match against, I love saying this name, Holger Runa from Denmark. Oh. <laughs> Runa.
0: Why was he going to have uh,
1: an exhibition was... match against this guy? I mean, what's his story? He's very good. Is he? He's good, very he? good. Oh, okay. Mr. Runa, while well, he beat Alexi Popperin at the Italian Open in Rome this morning in right. three sets. so right. he'll, he'll play Djokovic next in Roma. So Runa in Roma, going quite well. Uh, so, but he was going to play an exhibition against him next Wednesday. Then head to Roland Garros uh, for the French Open. But he so
0: won't be doing that. So he's now. had he's had the surgery on the knee, and it's obviously still mm. the knee. His knee sounds a little bit like Julian. You know, when you have a, a a nice comfortable pair of slippers or a pair of running shoes or something, and and you don't want to give them up, so you stick a bit of tape around them just so you can get a bit another run out of them or another week out of mm. them. His knee sounds like it's it, it is time to trade it in, and and. I reckon if you put the call out, there'd be a lot of Australians – I mean, I know you love your tennis uh, – mm. a lot of Australians who've got good knees who'd be quite happy to give up their knee, their good knee, for Nick's dodgy knee. Because imagine the thrill, Julian, if you're sitting back at home watching uh, watching Nick Kyrgios at Roland Garros and you know he's wearing your knee. And you're sitting that's at your, home
1: yeah, – exactly. that's, that's your kneecap there.
0: That's your kneecap. And imagine, yeah. Julian, next time you're at a at the pub or something and you – Drop your Dax and show everyone you've got Nick Kyrios's knee on. And yeah.
1: Crazy. How about that? Why why's your knee got a funny tattoo on it? Well, <laughs> yeah. But you the know blank, what? The blank canvas is over with, you know, Curios. Cartilage was, for Kyrios. Yeah. But I was
0: thinking, Julian, of a much bigger picture here. And I don't know whether anyone's ever thought about this, but what about like a, a, a body part bank that we set up here in Australia where people can offer up if they've got good parts of their body that they think might serve sports people well, they can register. Like for example, if someone's got a good back, Ben, Sim- like ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons, the basketballer, yeah. he's got this dodgy yeah. back. He hasn't played for, I don't yeah. know how long. Uh, imagine if you like registered and said, I've got a good back for a sports person. If they need a good back, I'm happy to d- donate my back, swap my back with them. And then you could have like Ben Simmons who come on and you could just register and go on there and say, okay, Need a, need a good back, just go down there, right. try and find somebody who's offered one up, do a quick swap, and instead of sitting on the bench for like 10 weeks or whatever, do a quick bit of surgery
1: back in the game. Bang, bang. Have you got anything in the six foot eight size?
0: Yeah, well, that might be a slight problem. because might be a look, bit of a problem. He might look a so, little bit
1: funny with a shorter back. I'd say that'd be a special order. Um, but yeah no i know what you mean i think i think it's a wise idea and i think we should be able we could be world leading in that well
0: it's just something like australians love their sports superstars and we hate it when they're stuck on the sidelines doing nothing uh because they're injured and and imagine if you could if australians could be asked to dig deep and just you know you might have a body part that you're particularly proud of like you might have a good strong elbow or something you're thinking gee uh, you know, if ever, ever anyone needs a good elbow, I can offer this up and, and uh, you know, help somebody out, help one of
1: our superstars stay in the game, Julian. Never never again will we have to quote the phrase, have a go, you bludger. Yeah, exactly. You know, look, you've got all the parts you need. Get yeah. out there and have a crack. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, look, for poor old Nick anyway, you know, so it's it's the knee – you know, he's only at the tender age, what is he, 26? Something like that, 27. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe even 28. He's he had a bad a 10, run
0: off the court, though, hasn't he? I mean, he had his car stolen recently, which was.
1: Yeah, allegedly. It is. Um, so. <laughs> and he's, and look, you know, in all seriousness, too, he has had a bad run. His, his, his grandmother, who, you know, and your, your grand always means the world to you. His grandmother yep. sadly died in the last few days as well. So that could have actually been a catalyst. Yeah. For maybe not going to 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 Paris for the French Open as well, yeah. um, and you know, it, and staying back here um, for her funeral, so that that could have contributed to his decision. But you know, look, I, I don't think he's too overly fussed no. about not being in Paris, At as least I said he... before. You know, yeah. never coming back again. And he, he was least... only going to go because the girlfriend wanted to go to Paris because she's never been there. Well, yeah, who hasn't? Who doesn't want to go if they've never been? You only go once or you know, two, and then I you think he might have saved himself a bit of coin, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least while he's been off, though, it, it's meant that um, the number of people who hate him hasn't grown. Because uh, no. because that's going to be a good thing for him. Because generally when he plays, more people hate him just because he carries on like a pork chop. So at least that way, his popularity is remaining fairly stable while he's sitting at home in Canberra. Uh, that's right. Walking the dogs. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, just, well, it sort of hasn't flatlined, but it's just sort of, you know, it's just sort mm. of going along there. But I'm sure there'll be something in the next few weeks, you know, after, after the French Open, we've got the grass court season. Yep. Uh, he's very good on the grass, of yep. course, because we know he played Djokovic in the final at Wimbledon last year. So, I mean, no, he's excellent on the grass. So, um, you know, it, you know maybe he's maybe he 's also on the grass medicinally who knows <laughs> well he's legal in many parts of the world, that 's right, including yeah, in Canberra, I believe, it.
0: including in Canberra, where he resides, of course, now speaking of canberra right. Julian mm. uh you 've lived there most of your
1: in fact all of your life, I believe mm, No, a little bits here and there away yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: have you ever been I saw the light every time though have you mm. then come back Have you ever been canberra 's read for 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 our listeners from outside of Canberra. Canberra is famous for uh, magpie swooping season, uh, yeah. and, they I mean, they can be quite vicious. In fact, people go to extraordinary lengths, don't they, Julian, to prevent being swooped
1: by magpies. Well, I haven't had a problem since I got the 12-gauge, um, <laughs> but, no, I don't own a garden listener, no. um, but it, uh, you know, it can be quite, and it can be quite, you know, frightening as well Very. for the little kitty on their bike cycling off to school and... Yeah. You know, coming in from two o'clock, the magpie at full speed, because all they're doing is protecting their young in the nest yeah. um, and they see anything that's moving quickly near the nest as a threat. Joe. So, you know, when, when little Joey's riding off to school, you know, he's got his, his freedom and his ability to get to school by himself and coming in like a kamikaze from two o'clock yeah. is the magpie. And it's they don't hold back. They just go straight in yeah, and yeah. they go for the noggin.
0: And and people. So what a lot of people do is that they get their helmets and they put those um what are those little strap things that they call Julian? They stick those on the top cable of cable ties, cable ties. There's the st- cable ties on them on top of their helmets, which apparently keeps the magpies around. I've seen people paint faces on the top of their helmets.
1: So oh, they have you have the reverse magpie face on the back of your helmet, so that confuses them. Yep. But at the end of the day, um, and I've got quite a few of these reckless birds living around near me. Yeah. And at the end of the day. Um, all you have to do is feed them. And apparently magpies. Are very good. <laughs> it's a bit hard to feed them when they're swooping down and trying to no, 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 pull your hair just, out. You just chuck a bit of mince or, you, well, they say you shouldn't feed them mince, but feed them mince anyway. Right. Um, and, uh, you can put a special powder in with it and it'll make it okay. <laughs> but once you feed them once, apparently they've got this remarkable, remarkable ability to remember faces. Is so that right? All you, gotta do is, all you have to do is just be friendly to them once. And yeah. They okay. Or okay. until they get done by some <laughs> bloke shotgun. Well, yeah, but the, Julian, we're, they're also,
0: we're also told not to look at the magpies when they're swooping you, in case that they they might attack your eyes or something. Oh,
1: nine like. nine times out of ten you're not, because you're just running for your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> the whole
1: direction.
0: People do people do walk along through, and, and in Canberra there's signs up, so there are signs up warning you when you're in an area where there might be crazy magpies. And as Julian said, they're defending the young, but so you're given warning and, and there's, you know, they just, you spot them up in the tree and they're looking down at you and you're just looking at them and you're sort of thinking, I've got to get down there. Cause like, if I don't get down there, I could go around, but it's like a 5k route around. So yeah. the, the direct then- route's about 20 meters. So you brave it and you go for it and you're thinking, no, no, they're going to leave me alone. And then just at the last minute, you hear this noise.
1: It's a terrifying noise. They're just oh, it is. swooping down <laughs> at you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And they've got you. but And you spend that five-minute walk over the 20 metres, five-second walk running basically over yeah. the 20 or so yeah. metres, oh, and oh, you duck oh. you down and things like that. And it's like you're going through a commando course, but there's nothing there. It's just your fear yeah. of you. Which but is I, the but
0: now, the, what, I was gonna, what I was talking about, what I was thinking about, Julian, is I read a story that um, – because that's pretty bad getting swooped by magpies – but in Scotland now they've just uh, issued a warning to runners and cyclists that they should start wearing helmets because apparently uh, there've been a few instances of people being swooped by buzzards uh, and in fact one poor chap the buzzard actually did more than swoop he actually landed on the guy's head and stuck its talons into his head and left about oh. six, yeah and left about six uh, the guy he, he, i think there's three talons on each buzzard's foot uh, so he, when the buzzard finally flew off he had three indents in the top of his head and apparently it was uh this was the first this was uh like the first of many attacks that they've had recently that the buzzards are going a bit crazy in Scotland
1: I, I think a buzzard's quite big isn't it it's bigger than a magpie Well you just say buzzard and you just think big <laughs> you all, <do>. I think <laughs> is, all I think is I M- think WTF Yeah <laughs> I'm, how, I'm thinking of they, can you hear them? Are they coming in like, you oh, know... You'd have like to hear them. Well, well, they don't, I like the Lancaster bomber of the bird when they're coming in for you? Would, they, they, would, they don't they strike me in. as the sort of
0: bird who could sneak up on you or, or be like a, a a silent bird. I'm sort of picturing something halfway between a magpie and an emu um, that can fly and come down and land on your head. Because apparently buzzards are quite popular. I mean, not popular as in people love them, but there's a lot of them in Scotland, uh, and they've decided that they're going to be protective now, and they're starting to swoop people.
1: Oh, here he is. I've looked up. What is a Scottish buzzard? It looks like a giant hawk. Jesus. That's what it looks
0: like. Well, imagine that. And they're Julian.
1: attacking people. Imagine that. Oh, they weigh anywhere between... Uh, Weighing between about 750 grams and a kilo, but they are relatively large, body, broad wings, and a fan-shaped tail. And it's coming to get you in Scotland. Yeah, well, at the moment, the Scots have got the only the only
0: defence that they've got at the moment is the wearing of the helmet. There's no talk there of feeding the mints. I have not seen anywhere them saying that. And and by the and can I just say for our Scottish friends listening. Don't trust Julian on that because that's just something you might have made up. And so don't go out there tonight and try and feed right. the buzzards Minsk because we don't want to be responsible if the buzzard comes and
1: lands do on you. The think, head. Do you think the buzzard has been sent by the English? Oh, yeah. You might be talking now. now away, you know, because that's a dodgy situation along that land border. It's, it's, it's very a, unhappy relationship, isn't it? So Very unhappy relationship. But no, this is a big bird. Oh, look, it makes the magpie look like a tiny little mouse yeah. in comparison. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: totally. so anyway, uh, good luck to the Scots. Uh, as if they haven't got enough to worry about, they've uh, of course, they've got the other buzzard that's been coming in a lot lately is Donald Trump, who's been coming in to visit his golf course there uh, quite a few times. So I think they've just worked out how to deal with that. And now well, they.
1: they've got roughly the same sort of coloured hair and feathers.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe they're confused. Maybe they yeah. think that, that they, they thought it was a buzzard, but in fact it was the former prime, the former, uh, the former right. U.S. president. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, don't they say it's a toupee or something? It'd make a nice nest. Yeah, wouldn't it ever.
0: Yep. Mm. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to the Giblets Gazette. My name's Ross Solly. With me, Julian Abbott. Julian, great to catch up, mate. Uh, speaking of US presidents, by the way, disappointing that um, President Biden not coming to Australia uh, now.
1: There were so many people excited for that. Um, you know, we had a, a no-fly zone for your drone Yep. instigator coming for Canberra and Sydney next week because he was coming to Canberra and Sydney next week and apparently Marine won the choppers sitting in Sydney already and they brought a lot of gear down and people are thinking, oh, four days in the Harbour City and a day in Canberra. What excitement that'll be. Off.
0: Yeah. cancelled.
1: All these people with free time next week just kicking the dirt.
0: Because surprise, surprise, they can't get agreement in the States for their debt reduction plan i I don't know why he even thought did anyone honestly think that uh that that would just be a stroll through the park and everything would be sorted out and uh I mean, seriously, they, they can't agree on anything in the States. So, um. Well, no,
1: they can't. And, you know, this is this is the Republicans and the Democrats and, you know, the Republicans reckon old Joe's spending far too much money at the moment. Yeah. And the debt yeah. ceiling, I think it's the debt ceiling's at about nine foot now. Who has 12-foot ceilings? But that's where they want to go to, apparently, <laughs> um, just so they can pay their bills. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine that? Yes. Just so America can pay its bills. And apparently... These aren't like your newspaper bill and your milk bill. Nope. These are really big fancy bills.
0: And these are your wages too, because uh, if you don't if you don't get the okay, then people all of a sudden don't get paid their wages, and then it gets a little bit ugly and a little bit
1: ordinary. But uh... well, it has massive ramifications for the world. It affects the dollar and yep. all sorts of things like that. So, you know, the greatest economy in the world maybe ain't so great.
0: Julian, it's been lovely catching up with you, mate. Uh, don't forget, you can hear us now, the Giblets Gazette, all over the place, Spotify, um, iTunes, all sorts of places you can, uh, you can find the Giblets Gazette. Uh, it's been great uh, having you on board again, Julian. Talk again soon.
1: Ross, my pleasure.